Welcome to BME Culture Hour, our roundtable podcast about what we are learning, doing, and creating. I'm Joe Ledoux. I'm the Associate Chair for Student Learning and Experience in BME at Georgia Tech. In this week's show, we're going to learn how to land an internship. And as always, we will close the show with what's making us happy this week. So stick around. But before we get started here in the historic BME Learning Commons podcast studio, let's go around the table. Uh, so say your name and what you do here at BME. Hi, everyone. I'm Abinia Odea Kumar, and I serve as the vice chair for the BME Learning Commons, as well as I'm very involved in the Pioneer. And I just really enjoy biomedical engineering, and I really like to get involved in the industry, research, and also the pre-medicine land. And I'm Matthew Devlin. I'm a third-year biomedical engineering student who serves on the Biomedical Engineering Student Advisory Board, and I actually serve as the chair of industrial relations. All right. Well, thanks for being here, you all. It sounds like you got some good things to share with us, a lot of experience in this area. There seems to be this underlying current out there that it's hard to get internships as a BME. What's your perspective on that? I think in a lot of ways, it's knowing how to market yourself and looking for the right kinds of opportunities. And so one thing that a lot of you know, there aren't a ton of BME specific companies, but there are a lot of BME roles within different groups. So, for example, um, this summer I will be working with L'Oreal and, you know, a lot of people think, OK, that's a that's a cosmetics group. However, they actually invest a billion dollars into research every single year. And those are two chemical engineers and biomedical engineers and chemists and all these different types of people who do all the packaging and quality control and chemical formulations that go into servicing billions of people around the world. And it's not necessarily a medical device, but there is a, you know, a human interface that has the potential to be medically relevant and all these different aspects that make it a very biomedical engineering focused area within this larger company that is more, you know, that has marketing aspects and it's just so broad. So I think a big part of it is looking at you know, not just, you know, necessarily making medical devices or making pharmaceuticals, but looking at the wider scope and looking for BME positions within larger groups. To add off of what uh, Matt said, biomedical engineering is a very overarching major, and we cover a lot of fields, healthcare, IT. There's this huge IT field that's growing, but not a lot of us are focusing on that. We're also focused just on the mechanical device development section, but going to these career fairs, going to these... Um, info sessions, you get to really see what, where biomedical engineering students stand in that company. And for instance, what Matt said was L'Oreal, also Health Connect South. I interned at Health Connect South last summer, and that is a health collaboration organization. It is a company where they bring together all these healthcare um, industries in the Southeast and make a conference. So this is completely unlike, you know, designing products, um, catting and stuff like that. It's more about marketing. It's more about learning what these companies do, seeing, analyzing the haves and needs of these healthcare companies. So biomedical engineering is a very broad field. And I think with these internships, you really need to test out what you like in it. So obviously they're out there. You guys got them. Um, why did you seek them? What's what's up with the internships? Why would you want to have one? Well, for me personally, I just really want to see what different aspects of industry are like. So I've done a lot of academic research and I really, really wanted to see what industry research was like. And I thought that, you know, an internship would be a good way to test out that kind of space and, you know, see exactly what kind of path I want to go down uh, in terms of my post-graduation plans. For me, it more comes from the passion of 
seeing what all these healthcare companies in Atlanta do. We're such a healthcare hub, maybe not device development, but we are a healthcare hub. And that's what interests me. So I wanted to see what all these companies are up to, whether that's research, whether that's collaborations with international companies, that's what interests me. And through this internship, I really wanted to gain that experience. And I can confidently say about myself that I know how most of the collaborations work now and where to take my skills and position that well in that com- in that certain company that I'm looking for. So Okay, awesome. So, you know, you've explained sort of why you guys wanted to get an internship um, for the people who are listening. Maybe they haven't gotten one yet. Maybe they haven't tried yet. And maybe through the lens of your experiences, like landing this position with L'Oreal, for example, um, what kind of advice would you give about how do you go about this? How do you find an internship? How do you land a position? I think the number one way is to is to really market yourself. And so no one else is going to do that for you. And so there are a lot of different platforms you can use. Um, My personal favorite is LinkedIn, Um, especially for biomedical engineering. There aren't, since it isn't such a, you know, heavily recruited field right now, LinkedIn is a great way to go out and find these places yourself because it's a free website that um, companies can host their own job searches on and you can have your own pr- profile. And so you can have your entire career portfolio, any kind of research you do, any kind of projects you're on. You can have pictures and videos and this entire, you know, your resume and more. And that way that recruiters can search for you. You can be searching for different types of jobs you like. I've actually personally found more success on LinkedIn than I have through other, you know, Georgia Tech pathways, especially for BME or specifically for BME, I should say. Um, just because I find a lot more opportunities out there or, you know, maybe I apply for a mechanical engineering position that I wouldn't qualify or be allowed to apply on through a Georgia Tech thread, but I can apply online and then explain to them, I know I'm technically a biomedical engineering major, but I can do all these things that you're asking for. And I think it's really being able to communicate the the experience that you have, that you've gained through researching these projects and things like that, and being able to effectively communicate that. I think that's the number one key to landing any kind of internship? For me, my avenue is networking, face-to-face networking. That is how I make that personal connection with the recruiter, with someone who works in that company who will connect me to the HR, to the, um, to the vice president even of the regulatory affairs. And that is how I get my experiences with that company. That's a nice way to learn about the company and to put my resume, to put my skills in there, um, out there. So through different organizations that you're part of, I know different fraternities, sororities always have these networking events. Even the culture organizations have them um, every other month, including biomedical engineering. Sally sends out all these emails about St. Jude Medical coming in, Bard coming in, go and take opportunity, like use these opportunities to network with them and see what skills that they want us to bring to their table and see if you can fit in look at the assets look at the classes you've taken and just have a casual conversation it's really nice to have that personal touch and the next step in my opinion is then to make that follow-up connection and get that going okay so before we get to the follow-up connection you're at this networking event and there's somebody from industry so can you guys Put you on the spot here, but uh, <laughs> what do you, can you sort of role play this? Like, how would you approach this person? What would you say? For me, it's listening to what they have to say first. We have all these great things. I know we want to market ourselves, but we need to know what they're looking for in our students. So listen to what skills they want. Listen to what their company does. We have this perception that, say, uh, Medtronic just as cardiac 
um, cardiovascular medical devices, but they have so many other new coming, upcoming research going on. So you want to listen to them first and see how you can fit in with their culture and value. At the end of the day, they want us to fit into their atmosphere and learn from them. It's, it's a learning process for both of us. The company use, um, uses our skills and we need to be able to develop, further develop those skills to make you know, better products, better initiatives in that company. So I, I listen to them first and then see, I, I talk smartly, if that makes sense. So I see what they want. I bring in the skills I've had. So say mechanical engineering is something they really want to concentrate on. And you've worked on an ME lab. That's where I start talking about my role in a mechanical engineering lab and how that connects to biomedical engineering. So whatever you do, make sure you connect it to the major, what you're majoring in, because that is a huge asset and they want to know that you're passionate about what you're pursuing. That's where you say I'm a biomechanical engineer, right? Yep. <laughs> biomechanical. That's the way to go. <laughs> so are you like, I mean, do you think about this before you go to the networking event to think about the different kinds of experiences you've had? So it's sort of at the tip of your tongue. I mean, I, I, I personally, I'll do research on whoever's going to be there ahead of time. And so I know exactly um, you know, what role they've had. A lot of times I'll go through LinkedIn and look at their profile beforehand and see, hey, okay, these are the different positions they've had in their company. Actually, it turns out they were an intern as well. And so you can ask them how the internship experience was, you know, from a firsthand perspective or things like that. And just knowing exactly where they're coming from helps a lot. And then you can kind of plan out the conversation ahead of time and not exactly. And it's not like you're you know, robotic and rehearsing this thing. But, you know, you want to know some good talking points ahead of time and things that you want to bring up and know that what kind of things are looking for you so you can make sure to emphasize those qualities about yourself. What do you think is the most important qualities they're looking for? I think it's honestly, um, I guess I guess I would say passion, but also just experience. And it's kind of a, um, you know, circular thought to say, oh, you need experience before you work here. But I think it's tying in experience from your classes and things like that. So in 3600, um, in Dr. Platt's class, he has this uh, competition, I guess, where you you take a drug and then you kind of repurpose it. You know, this is all like theoretical and you propose these things and you give a presentation. But you can pitch this as a in-class case competition. And if you do very well, you can say, I won a, a you know case competition in pharmaceutical repurposing and you fully understand these pathways and how to market it and how to pitch it and what the judges are looking for. So there are a lot of different ways you can you can talk about something that you quote unquote had to do for class, but you can talk about it in a positive way that demonstrates that you went above and beyond and that you did ex you know exceptionally well. These skills are translatable to industry. To add on to what Matt said, it's also the confidence that you have with the skills you possess. You might have all these great skills, but they're also looking for that confidence and how you portray yourself. You might, you know, with the research, you need to be able to speak about your research, bring in a few facts. It's great. They're intrigued. They want to learn more. So just bring in your old experiences. It has to be very comfortable. Don't brag about yourself too much either because that you know that gets annoying and you need to give all the students in that room and also a chance to you know talk about their experiences as well so keep it simple um make sure you bring your experiences be very confident with what you're saying yeah and i would actually say that the one more thing that they're looking for is they want to have someone that interns for them that they'd be willing to sit next to in a cubicle for the entire summer and so that's really <laughs> something to consider is that you want to be sure that you're coming across as someone that you know be yourself in the sense that you want to be friendly and you want to be personable and you, you know, it's okay to throw in some humor and stuff like that because you want to make sure that they, 
they want to work with you. It doesn't have to be, you know, strictly, you know, I do this, this, and this, and I'm the best at this, and I do this, this, and this, and that. It's just understanding kind of the flow of the conversation and really keeping that going because they have to like you as a person as well. Do you actually like keep track of the people you've met and sort of keep a file on that or? I think it's important that you understand who you've just talked to. Um, what I typically do is talk to them, and at the end, I ask them for their business card or some personal connection, whether that's even LinkedIn. I've connected to representatives through LinkedIn, so I can see them and they see me if I update my profile on there or just a follow-up, a nice follow-up saying I've had a great time, bring in a few things that you've talked about, whether that's humorous points or experiences, and some things that they will remember about you and they will connect you to the next person who will be recruiting. It might be even them. So be on your best behavior. Yeah. I generally say if you're going to, for follow-up emails and things like that, it needs to be within 24 hours of when you talk to them. Um, that's kind of a un unspoken rule. Um, and I think it's very important actually. So what happens between this interaction and the interview? How do you get invited? How does that come about? You get invited to interview for the company it depends on the company. Uh, some, you're just thrown into the pool of all the applicants, and that naturally happens because they're just a naturally big company, and they get a lot of students who are interested in joining them. Others, you get ahead of the pool because they've already made that first initial connection. So you can go to the on-site interview and talk about how you would fit in that company. And you have this person you've already made that connection with to back you. So it's nice to have a person supporting you already and getting an internship position or a co-op position in that company. Yeah, I'd say a lot of times within a within a week or you know maybe up to even three weeks, you'll you'll usually hear back, and that's actually a question I, I'll ask when I first meet them and say, you know, if I have the opportunity to go on to the next round, you know, when could I possibly be hearing back from you guys? And so a lot of times, uh, personally, I've experienced a lot of phone screens because I'll be applying for out-of-state positions. And so, you know, they'll have a, a preliminary behavioral interview over the phone, or maybe I'll talk to a technical specialist within the department I'd be working for. Um, and so I guess for me, a lot of the times it's, it's you either hear back and you, and they say, you know, sorry, you know, we understand that you seem very qualified, but you're not exactly what we're looking for right now. Or it's, for me, it's been typically a phone interview, actually. You, did you want to share how an interview goes or how to prepare for that? Uh, personally, I Google um, behavioral interview questions. It, it's, it's key to understand the difference between a behavioral and a um, technical interview. So in a behavioral interview, there's assessing how you work as a team. So a lot of times they'll be like, you know, talk about a situation on which you worked as a team and someone disagreed with you and how did you handle that? Um, which is great for BME because we have a ton of experiences to come off to, you know, to talk about um, whether it's uh, 2250 or 2310 or any of these different classes. Um, or, you know, sometimes it'll be like, what was your greatest failure and how did you overcome that? Or talk about a time where you took leadership over a project or, you know, these different types of things that are all, um, more personality based and see how you act as in a group. And that's kind of getting to know, you know, could they, are they okay with being on a team with you? And then a technical interview um, is a lot of times just asking about the specifics of your resume. So for me with this L'Oreal position, they were asking me about my understanding of chemistry. Um, and I've worked a lot on biomolecular labs and things like that. And, you know, they were able to understand that through my research and the different positions I've had in different research labs that I was very involved in the research and I understood everything that I was doing and that it wasn't just, you know, busy work and things like that, where it was just it was just proving that my qualifications on my resume were indeed accurate. 
I have had a combination of behavioral and technical. Um, the recent ones have all been behavioral. And I think it's very important you prepare for that behavioral um, interview. It's it's easy to say, oh, I can just talk about that organization I was part of and how I led that. It was going down downhill and I brought it up. You can say that, but you have to think of what you're saying smartly. So start with a story. And there are a lot of great resources online that tell you how to attack a behavioral interview question. So say the question is, what is your weakness? That is a very tricky question. And at the same time, you can't degrade yourself completely, but you still have to say that you're working towards bettering that weakness. So if my weakness is talking to people, I have to say I made initiatives in going to classes and having experience in talking to people, having presentations, me taking the initiative in a group project to make that presentation. So they really want to see the initiative and that you're really trying to improve yourself. So behavior questions are very important for you to prepare beforehand as well. So think about all the organization, leadership positions you've done, um, times you've had difficulties, even in a research lab, just write those down. And so when they bring up questions and you run out of ideas from the bank, you can look at that picture and see, uh, not the picture, the ideas you've written down and see what you can bring up. And it's easy to sketch a story from there. A true, a real story from there. <laughs> yeah, and to give some specific examples, a lot of times the um, in that first interview, they'll actually ask you a little bit about their own company and just to just you know do your research beforehand and know what kind of products they have. And for some companies, I've even gone into their you know whole financial financial portfolios and how their sales are distributed, which doesn't which was never asked. But um, for some, I guess some horror stories, I guess is <laughs> times I, I wasn't prepared. Um, so there was one time where I was interviewing for a a, uh, it was more healthcare IT type thing. And I thought that I was, you know, so with the program, I didn't have to study <laughs> and this is going to be the easiest thing ever. And then they asked me, um, you know, what's the, I don't even know. It was, what are the four major phone OSs? So there's Apple, Android, Windows. And what's the fourth one? Well, I didn't know. And it's actually the most popular one internationally. And I still forget the name of it. <laughs> Which is obviously why I didn't get the job. You think, you think <laughs> I it's mean, seared in your brain by now. <laughs> it was, but it's you know it's the largest the largest OS in India, and so of course I should know that. Of course that's you know it's a global market, and if I'd done proper research, I would have come across that, or if I were properly in that scope. But I was just way in over my head, and I didn't do the proper research, and I didn't take the interview seriously enough, and so I I didn't get it. Um, so just one of those things that just kind of emphasizing the point of preparing beforehand, I think it goes a long way. <laughs> that might be reliance. Does that ring a bell? Maybe. I'm, I'm not I, sure. I have no <laughs> idea. I'm not sure. We don't want to talk but about that. But if now. it is a different company, um, I do agree. I recently interviewed for a consulting company because I just wanted to really try that out with my skills. Mm. And some of their questions, they're really weary about interviewing engineering students because we do have that superstition and not superstition, uh, stereotype that we don't know how to be social. So some of the questions that they asked me were really surprising. One of them was, why do you want to make the leap to consulting? You've done all these research. You've done all this. You have this great GPA. It seems like you just want to do BME. Why do you want to do consulting? And that tricked me up because I want to say I explored, but at the same time, I also cannot, I don't want to ditch biomedical engineering completely. So I was trying to find that right bridge, but it was hard. So definitely think about what that company specializes in and how you can be that connection point between biomedical engineering and what they do. Awesome. Hey, what's that little sheet of paper you got there? 
This is from one of the workshops that I went to from the Center of Career Discovery and Development. And they do a lot of great workshops on how to get an internship, how to prepare your resume, how to get ready for an interview, what to wear for an interview. So definitely take use of that. Um, I went to a recent interview on workshop on how to handle and tackle career fairs. So very broad topic, but one of the main things they highlighted was don't just go to an employer and hand them your resume. Be there, talk to them first, make that first connection, and then start talking about your experiences and slowly give them your resume. So have that mental pitch ready, but at the same time, don't sound like a robot either, right? So you need to be very social, um, very personable, and talk about what you specialize in. They want to know what you specialize in so they can start having that conversation from that point as opposed to oh so you're bme where do i go from there right a lot of bme specialize in tissue engineering you know bring that focus in and then go from there so this is a little sheet i got from that um c2d2 and it's basically just saying say your name what year you are um I know for a lot of third years, there might be senior in status. So your badge has seniors. So a lot of companies assume you're graduating this semester. So make it a point to tell them you're a third year, but graduating May 2017 or later. So make that a point for them and let them know your major and tell them what you're experienced in. So previous internships, previous research positions and what you're um, knowledgeable about. So product development, either it can be a tool like SolidWorks, um, any equipment, you know. So bring all of that into your first little pitch and then slowly give them the resume so i think that's a really i tried at this career fair and i thought it was very useful you want to give it the pitch my pitch yeah. all right let's go <laughs> so hi guys um there are multiple people hi i'm abinia with akmar i am a third year biomedical engineering and honors program be sure to add in your little program so you guys are part of and i'm experienced with designing and i'm very knowledgeable about research and product development interested in medical devices and implementing reverse engineering uh very interpersonal skills and i'm very multicultural so what do you have for me is how you want to end it. So that way you throw, you give them the conversation to pick up from there. So that's my tip. <laughs> nice. Um, one last thing that we haven't talked about that, we, that you wanted to touch on, and that is how do you present yourself to companies that think they're not looking for biomedical engineers? Um, I think that's that's definitely uh, just drawing those connections between your experiences. So um, I've worked in a lot of chemistry labs and done a lot of organic chemistry, but that would not be um, understood through my the courses I've taken or things like that. I've just taken a, you know a brief survey of organic chemistry, but it wouldn't actually show any you know uh, in depth study of that kind of thing. So it's I think it's a key part of in your introduction in your quick little pitch that you're saying these are the things I'm interested in. You know this is my major, but and I know you're not looking for me that you know of yet. But then you say, hey, I'm really experienced in all these different things. And those are exactly what you guys are looking for. And just drawing that connection, I think, is really important. All right. Any other thing that we haven't touched on that we should before we close up shop? I guess my last point would be when you're giving your when you go to a career fair, talk to some companies you don't want to work for first and get all your stutters and everything out of the way. <laughs> Because that's definitely been some of those key mistakes that I've made is I'll talk to my favorite company first. I want to show how excited I am. I got there early. I want to talk to be the first one they talk to of the day. And then I completely freeze up and forget my own name. And it's just a complete wreck. And so talk to some people, some other people first. Go through your, you know, your self pitch and all these different things. And then go and talk to the people you really, really want to talk to. One last thing also, if you're really interested in going to career fair, 
Keep up with those emails and register for the times you are free because I know they had a lot of time slots this time, a lot of sessions to avoid the long queues at the student center. So if you can only make 12 to 2, be sure to take the initiative and sign up for that earlier so you don't have to wait after, you know, you don't have to wait till the people go in and get on that wait list. It's more, you're more tense that way and just take it easy. This, it's, it's already a stressful process, so sign in early. Awesome, all right. It's time for our favorite closing segment, which is what is making us happy this week, so. All right, well, my really good friend from New Mexico is coming in town tomorrow, so we'll all be hanging out and there's a dance competition this weekend, so how it's motivating me to get through this week, so that's about it. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah, my team has just been um, announced as a finalist for the Adventure Prize, and so that's, <laughs> that's really exciting and also um, kind of crazy right now, so I'm looking forward to that. So there might actually be people who don't know what that is. What is so, the, so the Inventure Prize is a uh, Georgia Tech-wide competition. It's the uh, American Idol for nerds is what they call it. So it's a, <laughs> it's broadcast on live television, and you have the finalists are six different inventors who have gone through different pitching rounds and different tabling rounds to really show that their invention is marketable and is useful for all people around the world. And so the winner gets $20,000 and then free... Um, all the patent fees are covered for filing a full patent. And um, the second place gets $10,000 with all the fees covered for a full patent. And then there's also a People's Choice Award for, um, you know, someone who the crowd thinks is really great, but maybe the judges didn't necessarily agree. And that's $5,000. And so this is a really huge opportunity. And they also get uh, all the finalists get accepted into their Flashpoint, which is Georgia Tech Startup Accelerator. Actually, it might only be the top two teams. But several of the finalists go into these startup incubators and can really launch their careers from this point. So it's it's uh, it's really exciting, um, but there's also the pressures on. So, Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and actually, we have a one of our podcast team members is going to be following around groups, so they'll probably be interviewing you. So Looking forward to it. Yeah, so you guys can hear more about it as they go in action. It'll be pretty cool to hear. Um, I guess what's the thing that came to my mind about what's making me happy, um, I do a little bit of photography. So um, my wife saw these metal pictures once. I don't know if you know you could print photographs mm -hmm. on metal. So we took the plunge and, and took, I took a lot of time taking four really cool photographs that shows my family in Ireland and England because uh, of the study abroad programs. Mm -hmm. So those came out really good. So that was that made me happy. Just put them up last week. So. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that is it. Uh, for you, those of you out here listening, we'd love to hear from you, your questions and comments. Um, and we will perhaps use some of those to think of new ideas for a new podcast. Um, so hopefully we'll have a place for you to do that. In the meantime, we have a new website that uh, I, I'm calling Dr. Liddy's Whiteboard. And there's a, <laughs> there's a thing that says share. If you click on there, it's a forum. That's a good place to put your questions and talk to each other but and maybe leave a paragraph or two about your internship experiences or anything like that or leave a question for me or, or other students so that's it thanks thanks you all for being here Pleasure. great it was, it was great all right and thanks to all of you for listening and we will see you next time <laughs>